This is a fourth-hand production. And the reason it's justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox. See, what you're going to have to realize is these are all metaphors, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Everything's a metaphor. The reason Jesus spoke in parables, okay, they're metaphors. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. Weird animal-like creature that was shot. Wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. I am Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. <laughs> um, I will start out by saying... Uh, good news, I guess. I've got the second shot of Pfizer in my arm as of yesterday. Bad news is I woke up just feeling like a smashed bag of assholes. I was not in good shape whatsoever. It was not, it was not good. I was sore. I felt like I fell out of a tree. God. Yeah, I think I, you uh, didn't drink enough before you got it. No, I was good last night, actually. You know, you did the water intake, did everything else, took vitamins. I was trying to prep myself. Yeah, that's for... your your problem. You didn't drink enough liquor. Oh, that's probably yeah, exactly Yeah, why are you happened. drinking water, you fucking idiot? Yeah, like my body's going, you're taking vitamins now? <laughs> you piece of shit, what are you doing? <laughs> so, you no, got to drink I... the alcohol to kill the side effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So the side effects are there. Uh, no big deal, like I said. But, you know, I've got now two shots a week later. You know, I'll be immune and we'll go from there. And you guys are in line for your stuff. Um, yeah, I, will, I get mine next Monday. You get yours next Monday? Yeah. Mm. Um, we have a trip going to one last time to Vegas on the 22nd. And I'm actually uh, bringing my son on board. He's got his first shot. He'll have his second one, too. You know, they're still doing a good job and kind of isolating and, you know, kind of trying to maintain what's going on. You know, for example, we've got tickets to Penn & Teller. You know, the theater holds 2,000 people, but they're only allowing 50 in which is really cool. So if you actually reserve, you know, there's a booth that's available and there's four seats in that booth. If you reserve one of those seats, you have to reserve all four. So I, I feel like they're doing a pretty good job with kind of, you know, rolling it out small and making sure that everybody's kind of safe and, and concerned about it. I like that they're treating the Penn and Teller fan base, like uh, fat people on airlines, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is what you are. You should feel that type of shame, Shane. Just yeah, so you know. yeah, I'm. You know what? Take it for what it's worth. I, I, I absolutely love it until it's too cool. I don't know. Have you guys have anything else other than rolling in the interview? No, I'm just gonna go hide from the nothing that's blowing into town. Uh, it is blowing into town. We got. Some yeah, I feel like we got like another uh, hurricane episode two coming on. Yeah, like fucking sweet, sweet. My power and cable and everything were out for like three weeks. Uh, I hope when, it's that, that was a night. That was a nightmare for you guys. Yeah. Oh, for you. Especially. Holy shit. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah. That shit sucked. Like, luckily, I could steal power from my neighbor's shed and keep, like, my fridge running and a couple lights on. But it took, it took him, like, almost two weeks, I think, to get yeah. my power back on. I know, uh, my neighbor, like, his, yeah, your landlord was fucked for almost a month or so. More. 
more yeah, than that. More. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it took him a while to get like his hot water heater and shit replaced. Yeah. And wasn't just that, dealing with insurance and stuff, you know, he was taking cold showers for a couple months. Yeah. Wasn't that last time, like it was right after like COVID started breaking out and then we had like, it was back. Well, like, and it was time? in the fall. We, we had the, COVID, we'd been dealing with we had it the for earthquake, a while. Oh. And then we had the hurricane and, but, That's right, the earthquake and the yeah. hurricane. Yeah, but okay. We're, we've we're got surviving. a fucking awesome guest. <laughs> we absolutely do. Yeah, enough with that. For those of you who, you know, listeners, we are in Salt Lake, and yeah, we got a storm rolling in. Um, no one gives know, a fuck yeah. about our hurricanes. <laughs> we, got, you know? we got knocked down before. <laughs> but yeah, we should we, care. <laughs> at least a little bit. Um, no, we have a great guest. Uh, so we've been lying to this guy up for a while, and, you know, he – I so I started reading his book. I'm about halfway through it. I definitely will finish it at this point. He's got more in the series. He's got four out now. It actually is a book series called Into the Rabbit Hole. Uh, it's with Micah Danks. Fantastic, actually, a book. It, it's a it's a fictional book, but how he explains it, which we'll get in the interview and and kind of roll it out, is it's just kind of it's phenomenal for how he wants how he's actually doing it. You know, we can't wait for you guys to hear the interview because it actually was a great, great interview. Um, kind of blown, blew us back a bit, I think. Yeah, um, there's. you guys are going to listen to this and it's going to give you a lot to think about. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely for sure. So again, this is Micah Danks. Uh, he's got books out and he's got some theories that will blow your mind. So hopefully all you guys enjoy it. Open the gates. From a very young age, Micah always wanted to become a writer. Coming from a family of writers, he worked through school to graduate from college with a bachelor's degree in language, literature, and criticism. When he made the move to Boston for a new job, that's when he became interested in all esoteric sciences, including astrology and astrotheology. These very same subjects are patterned into his book series, Into the Rabbit Hole. With his first book called Into the Veil... Micah explores astrology and hidden codes, as well as what is real and what is possible when carrying the way politics, conspiracy, fringe medicine, history, and language actually mean when we're all just trying to survive in this world. Micah Dank, thanks so much for taking the time to come on Strange Uncles. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I, we asked this of all of our guests, it just kind of some of the background, like what got you to where you're at now? Um, with your uh-huh. books and with your writing and, and we just kind of unroll from there. So I moved, as you mentioned, I moved in 2013 to Boston for a new job. I'm from Long Island and, uh, I moved there with an ex who I'm no longer with. And, uh, sorry, sorry you're about good. that. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. What I basically did was we, um, Moved into this, excuse me, we moved into this community in, uh, in Braintree, Massachusetts. And this is in 2013 around then. So like the iPad had just come out. Oh, Jesus. So I basically, um, or the first iPad had just come out. So uh, she'd be on her computer and I'd be on the iPad just going down rabbit holes. And I came across, uh, two teachers of astrotheology and I was just so struck by it that I realized that I had to make a living off of it. That's what I wanted to do is teach it and uh, teach it in a creative way as well too. 
Um, for those who don't know what astrotheology is, it's basically the mythology of the Zodiac and how it pertains to the Bible and all sorts of hidden codes that are within it. Huh. Um, because the Bible is basically, it's going to sound crazy, but the Bible is basically an encoded astrology book. And um, I, I just started studying them. And I basically continued to study them until I was at a point where I could start making my own decodings, which I started to do. Hmm. And that's what ended up happening with these, uh, with this book series. Um, I started writing these thrillers where the characters were decoding this kind of information. And what ended up happening was one book turned into two, which turned into three, which turned into six. And uh, I ended up getting an agent. And uh, after a few years of querying, I had like 100, 150 rejections, but I just, I knew this was good stuff. So I just kept plugging and eventually I got an agent and then it took another three years or so to get a book deal. But eventually my agent convinced someone to pick up my six book series. And now the fourth one just came out Mm -hmm. uh, March 15th and uh, they're coming out every three months. Now, to be fair, they're all written already. I've already written all of them. So it's not like I'm writing them every three months. Oh, I was going to say I'm like, man, you're cranking those out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're all, they're all written. They just have to be, the last two just have to be edited, but, um, that's where I'm at right now. And I'm currently trying to make a push to get this turned into like a TV series or a mini series or on, Mm -hmm. uh, on one of the platforms. Right, right, right. I, you know, and that actually, so, you know, we're talking a little bit before the interview. Um, I went ahead and picked up Beneath the Veil. Not quite done with it yet. I'm probably about halfway through it. Um, uh-huh. the one thing and, and, you know, and, and excuse me if you don't, you're down the wrong path, but what I kind of find interesting because we, you know, we get a lot of guests on the show and, and of course, you know, in this whole field that we're in, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the guests have on, they're writing books in, you know, nonfiction, you know, at least what their, right. their phrase is. You chose to go a different route. You chose actually to take and put characters in the book and then take what you're learning with the astrotheology, everything else and make a story out of it. So yeah, kind of um, know why. I mean, it's because if you look at like Huxley's Brave New World or Orwell 1984, anytime you want to tell the truth, it's better received and it's more well received and it's more commercialized if it's in fiction. Interesting. Yeah. And, it, and it turns out I have an English degree, you know, in language, <laughs> literature, and criticism, and that's literally what I'm doing. You take the Bible, you criticize it, and you break it down, and then you explain all this information. Uh, in the series and my characters. And I just wrote like a really good storyline around them. Yeah. And actually I'll tell you the, the first book is really good with your brother dying in the war and all this other stuff, you know, how you do it. I don't mm-hmm. want to give it away too much, but um, very interesting. I haven't really got into a lot of the codes that you're talking about. So right. if, if you don't mind, let's talk about that a bit. You mentioned, and I've heard of the, the term before the astrotheology. Um, uh-huh. When, so where did that come from? Like, was there somebody that, that actually formed that or is this just, did it kind of come uh, on its, its own? The mythology, it's the mythology of the Zodiac. The only real way to explain it would be to go through the, the only real way to explain it, <clears throat> excuse me, would be to actually go through uh, the 12 signs of the Zodiac and know what you're looking for. Oh, okay. What, and what do you, what would you be looking for? I don't know. Well, I can I mean I could teach you guys about the twelve signs and I could decode a couple passages for you if you're interested. Oh yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Sure. 
Okay. All right. So I start with Aquarius, which is the sign of the man with the water pitcher. You've seen, you guys are familiar with the Zodiac somewhat, yeah. right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Loosely. All right. yeah. That's fine. That's all you need to be. So the first sign is Aquarius, which was represented by the man. So when you're talking about like the son of man or the sign of the man, the man sign in the Zodiac is Aquarius. The woman sign is Virgo. And the man sign in Aquarius is a man pouring out water from a water pitcher. So whenever you hear words like fountain or you hear words like water pitcher, things of that nature, they're talking about Aquarius. And Pisces is the two sign of the two fish in the water. Right. Mm-hmm. So Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day and it's a 12-hour night. It's also the Passover or the passing over of the sun over the equator, which is what it means astrotheologically. That's what the sun does. Oh, okay. It passes over the equator and back on its way to its height in the summer solstice. In the Bible... The Passover is God passing over Egypt and raining down judgment. In Christianity, the passing over is changed, and it's called the resurrection of God's son. It's the um, it's basically two ways to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Astrotheology basically states that Jesus is the son, S-U-N, of God, not the S-O-N oh, of God. Okay, okay. Okay. So it's a common mis- it's not really a mistranslation. They're just the words are very similar. Um, <clears throat> and Aries is the ram. And the Jews became a prevalent people during the age of the ram. I mean, the, the original, the Old Testament was written during the time of Aries. And uh, that's why the Jews blow the ram's horn to the sky during the high holidays. It's because it's, it's uh, solar, it's, it's worship of Aries. Hmm. And then the next sign is Taurus, which is the bull. And when you look at the sky and you see Taurus, okay, you know that you have to put the plow on the bull on earth. So you see the bull in the sky, you know, on earth, you got to put the plow on the bull and you got to plant the seeds. Okay. Right. Then Gemini is the story of the twins or the brothers, Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy, which is the whole story of Achilles, which everybody knows. Yeah. And cancer is cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. So what the sun does is starting on December 25th, it rises a degree on its axis. Okay. And then every single day after that, it continues to rise an additional degree until it hits June 21st, which is the apex of its height. It's the longest day of the year. Then for three consecutive days after that, it stays at that height. And then on June 25th, it drops a degree. And then it continues to drop a degree every single day until it hits December 21st. Okay. December 21st is Sagittarius. That's the death of the sun because it's the winter solstice. It's the longest night of the year. Right. And then for three consecutive. So they basically, they said the sun died. That's what they said in the ancient times that the sun died. And then it stays there just like in June for three days. Okay. So that's why they said that God's son was dead for three days in the Bible. Okay. And then his resurrection comes December 25th when he comes back to life, when the sun comes back to life. Hmm. Okay. So that's what the sun does. And it does that every single year without fail. It's clockwork. Then Leo is the sign of the lion and it's the ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when they're talking about the kingdom of heaven on earth, 
that's a metaphor for the sun being in Leo because it's actually home. Then Virgo is the sign of the woman holding the wheat stalk. Uh, that's what it is. If, if you ever look at Virgo, it's a woman holding a stalk of wheat. Right. And remember when you said you plant in Taurus? Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason it's a woman holding a stalk of wheat is because in Virgo, okay, which is, you know, August, September, um, the virgins would go out and they would do their job. They would cultivate the wheat in order to make the bread because the bread would grow all year. The wheat would grow all year and then you ended up making the bread. Hmm. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. And the reason it's justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox. See, what you're going to have to realize is these are all metaphors. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's a metaphor. The reason Jesus spoke in parables, okay, they're metaphors. Okay. You can read it on a surface level or interpret it with that, or you can use what I'm telling you right now to interpret it, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the sun is judged in Libra. So when you hear words like justice or judgment or tax or law or things of that nature, that means that they're talking about Libra. Libra is also wine season. Okay. If you've ever been to a vineyard, um, most people go to the vineyards in the spring and the summer. They're, the trees are, I mean, the, the, the vines are naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're full of life in September, October, which is Libra. Okay. Oh. So in Virgo, you have the bread. Okay. So you can look for the words virgin, young woman, Virgo, bread. That's what you're looking for in Virgo. And then in Libra, you're talking about the wine. Okay. Hmm. Or justice, judgment, tax, things of that nature. Okay. Libra is also when the Jews have their new year. Uh, they have Rosh Hashanah. And eight days after, being as Libra, I just told you, is the judgment. It's the judger. Right. Because it judges God's son, because it passes over the fall equinox, which sentences it to death on December 21st, which I just went over before. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So uh, the Jews celebrate something called uh, Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. It's the Day of Judgment. It's when they go to temple all day. And it's in Libra. Uh, It's always in Libra. And it's eight days after Rosh Hashanah. They go to temple, and they fast and pray all day that God will keep them in the Book of Life. Okay? Mm. So interestingly enough, you have Virgo, which is the bread, and Libra, which is the wine. So you have the bread and the wine. Those are the symbols of Christianity. Hmm. Then you have Scorpio, and he's the scorpion, and he's known as the betrayer. And the reason he's known as the betrayer is because when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. Okay? Have you ever been bitten by a scorpion or know anybody that has? And the reason it's a betrayal is because it looks like it kissed you, but it's full of poison. So that's the betrayal. Hmm. And it's why metaphorically... Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss. He didn't stone him. He didn't throw a rock at him. Oh, no shit. He, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't stone yeah. him. He didn't throw a rock at him. He didn't point him out in a crowd to the officer. No, he betrayed him with the kiss. And that's why, because Judas is Scorpio and Jesus is the son. I promise you this is going to start to come together a lot better, even though I think you guys are starting to roll around. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes right? sense. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Okay. It's really interesting. Yeah. So the sun is judged in Libra, right? Judgment, judging, tax, law, all that shit. And it's betrayed in Scorpio. And finally, Sagittarius, which is the sign of the bow and the arrow and on the, uh, and the man, the horseman, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. In the Bible, it's translated as a spear going into the side of God's son. And that's in the book of Job. And I'll explain that. Now in Sagittarius, remember you have December 21st, which is death. That's the day the sun dies. So when like John the Baptist dies or Jesus dies, they're always talking about the death, which is December 21st, which is Sagittarius. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, finally, you have Capricorn, which is the goat. And if you look at a Zodiac wheel, Capricorn's at the bottom. Now, picture like a little M&M or a tack or something taking baby steps along the Zodiac wheel every day, rising a degree on its axis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It starts to climb in Zodiac. And um, it starts to climb in Capricorn. And the reason it's the goat is because no one climbs the mountain better than the goat. It's a metaphor. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm with okay. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the 12 signs. Okay. And I know that probably went a lot deeper than you guys thought, but I'd love to get your thoughts on this before I start actually giving you some like juicy stuff. No. I, uh, well, John, go ahead. It looks like you got something to say. I, I, I was just, it's just interesting to hear all that. And that makes a lot more sense than, you right. know, taking all of that literally. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. That's yeah, kind of yeah. It's, it's uh, more I don't know easier for me to grasp explanation of the zodiac too than like what everyone's twenty something girlfriend busts out. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's because they they work with apologetics. That's how you're supposed to interpret the Bible. You're supposed to read it literally and then use apologetics in order to figure it out or talk to your priest to do this. It's hmm. much easier than that, guys. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 um, the Bible is literally an encoded farmer's almanac. And do you know why? Why? This is important. It's because if you think about it, 4,000 years ago, when the Bible was written, okay, mm-hmm. there were no calendars, watches, clocks, Apple phones, none of that shit. Yeah. Okay. Your, your signs. Your so stars. what did these people have to do? They had to know when to plant they had to know when winter was coming you know because they couldn't just wake up every day eventually it would start to get cold and if they didn't prepare they're fucked right yeah they can't go to a grocery store and just exactly you can't go to a grocery store so you had to know when to plant you had to know when to harvest you had to know all this stuff Mm -hmm. okay and that's what this basically was it was a way of preserving it and the reason it was encoded in metaphors as i'm going to show you now is because it's important to know this is that um, not everybody had access to this information. You know, what happens when you have sacred information? The, the elites try and take oh, it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just fucking history in general, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So now let's go with some of the names for Jesus, okay? Capricorn is the goat, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's called the scapegoat of Israel. The man sign in Aquarius, when the sun, God's son, is in Aquarius, he's known as the son of man or the sign of man. Pisces is the two fish. He's known as the fisherman of men. And it's also why he feeds the masses on the hill with two fish. Yeah, the yeah. two fish represent Pisces. Right, okay. Right, the ram okay. in Aries, he's known as the lamb of God. Okay. Leo, the lion, he's known as the lion of Judah. These are all names for him in the Bible. The lady holding the stalk of wheat, Virgo, he's born of a virgin and he's called the bread of life. I mean, it's so simple. 
Libra, the scale of justice. He's known as the just one. Then he's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius. Remember, death is always Sagittarius, December 21st. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And the resurrection is always Capricorn. Okay. Which is, which is the goat, which is December 25th, right, which right. is when the sun rises from being dead for three days. Okay. And it's also why he's worshiped on the sun day, by the way, because he's the sun. God, that you know that it all is, just seems so simple i was gonna say that's glaringly <laughs> obvious and i've never ever thought about that <laughs> so that is insane wow huh yeah that's that's okay. that's kind of what's uh super interesting is like man it is so obvious like right in front of you right right and yet right. none of it like none of us you know we're just like taking it so literally hmm. well that's what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to take all this information and put it in an easy to digest formula Mm -hmm. whether you're whether you're religious or not mm -hmm. because whether you like it or not this is the truth behind it yeah yeah you know and it's much simpler this way so i'm going to start reading you some uh passages from the bible i'm going to jump around a little bit but okay. i've got a couple examples to show you how this encoding works okay now remember you can read it on the surface level for what it means but you can read it astrotheologically on this on the bottom level so are you familiar, either of you guys familiar with the phrase pride comes before the fall? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I don't care who, but can one of you guys explain it to your listeners? What, you, how you're supposed to take it or how, how, how you would take it? Um, I've, if I remember right, it's supposed to basically mean that uh, if you're proud and arrogant with your nose in the air, you're not going to see where your feet are going and you're going to fall. Right. Like, okay. That's, that's a variation of what people usually tell me. And sure. that's fine. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But that makes sense. Doesn't it? Does, doesn't that work on that level? Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. But now check this out. What is a group of lions called? It's Scary. called a pride. Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> and a pride is the lion. Lion is Leo. And I just told you guys, Leo is in oh, July and August. Yeah. That comes before the fall. Huh? Interesting. Wow. Okay. Huh. Hmm. We're over here. So like, that's huh, how this, huh. that, that's no, how this it's, stuff gets. It's just so obvious, you know. That's why I'm like, huh? Like, you know, right. I've never thought about that. Like, now, remind you is that when you're talking apologetics, you have to break down every Bible verse and 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 know what intentions meant and what what person said. They're all metaphors, okay? So you, you have to realize that um, this is how they encoded everything. And I'm using one thing. I'm using the Zodiac and the 48 constellations that they knew at the time. Now right. we know it's 88. Right. Um, but they had 48 at the time. And that's all I'm using to decode so, this stuff. So As Mike, you see, it gets better. So, Mike, I got a quick question before we get too far down that. Um, number one, it makes total sense where you call it you know, the rabbit hole, because that's exactly where this is. So all that kind of ties into, I mean, this conversation we're having after reading the book, now that makes sense to me, like why you went down this road and why you want to do this. But when right. you talk about the Bible, you talk about history. And and I, I think I already have the answer, but I, I kind of want to hear from you. Why? Like, why did they choose to do it in this form necessarily? Uh, it's the same reason that I wrote books encoded. It's because not everyone's going to be able to read it. And you can read it as a story on the surface level. Okay. Or you can read it for how it was meant to be taken. See, it's incredibly brilliant if you think about it. The yeah. way that it's it's literally there's a story within this story. Absolutely. Or under the story, I should say. Yeah. Wow. Um, huh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So in the book of Micah, which is my namesake, Micah five two, 
But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Okay, that's Micah 5.2. Okay, so this is basically the prophet Micah who says that the Savior is going to come from Bethlehem. Okay? Okay. Now, in Hebrew, Bethlehem is a combination of two words. It's bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread. So which sign is the house of bread? Who's the guy with the wheat again? Virgo. Virgo. Yeah. yeah. Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk. Yes, okay? I guess I should say. So that's the virgin. Okay. So what this is really telling you encoded in Asher theology is the savior will come from a virgin. It says it before it says it in the new Testament. Oh, gotcha. And that explains all the backstory to Jesus, right. Mary, all that other stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. That's uh, why she has yeah. to be a virgin because it's, right. the, it's, it's the sky. It's a story. Right. It's huh. Virgo, the virgin. They all, all the gods have to be born of a virgin because it's the only woman sign. Um, if I go that to Deuteronomy crazy. 32, I am not going to tell you how many signs are in this passage. I'm going to let you guys figure it out. Okay. Oh he gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. So did you guys hear all the signs that were just in that one passage? Yeah, seven. Yes. Yep, you got them all, except for, yeah. except for these, except for these. He gave them honey from the cliffs and mm-hmm. olive oil from the rocky grounds. What I forgot to mention is that olives are also pressed in Libra. Okay, so it's uh-huh. wine, tax, judgment, and, and uh, olives. Okay, he gave them honey from the cliffs. In Cancer, in the sign of Cancer, there's a group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. Okay, so that's metaphorically where the honey comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he gave people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. That's milk-based. That comes from the Milky Way galaxy, whose center is in Sagittarius. So your land from Cancer to Sagittarius in the Zodiac Wheel, that's your proverbial, that's your proverbial land of milk and honey. Oh, I'll be down. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, interesting. Huh. It's all star poetry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, we're <laughs> Mind-boggling, actually, to be honest with you, because it, it's I mean, funny. It makes sense because that's absolutely. all people had to look at. They didn't have TVs. Yep. They're yep. constantly relying on the stars right. for right. everything. And I mean, like, of course, why? Of of course, right, right. Yep. Um, we're we're gonna take a quick break, Mike. If you want to hang on with us, and we will come yeah. back again with with Micah Danks, um, Arthur of the series Into the Rabbit Hole, along with his books, and we will return. Believe in UFOs. Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, uh, we are back with Micah Danks. Um, so everything you're laying out actually is pretty mind blowing. We're over here going, wow, you know, if you actually, re-. and I think so many 
So here's a weird off question, if you don't mind me asking, before you go further down into what your formulas and stuff are. Right. What What's your viewpoint? Like when you look at a – and I can't say typical Christian. You look at somebody who really reads the Bible and they read the Bible because they mm-hmm. believe in it. They lead their life by it. Right. How, how do those kind of people come off with this? How do they – respond to this kind of information have you had that interaction uh well you have to you have to understand is, is that uh 99 of people that live their life by the bible um do it for one of two reasons number one they're recovering from something and they need stability agreed yep or, or number two they're just terrified of what happens after death which is exactly why these these agreed. texts work yeah. In, in, in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. So you don't have this in like Buddhism or Hindu. They talk about reincarnation. They don't talk about this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cut and dry in these books. They say, you follow these rules or you go to hell. And there's no way that you could follow all of Noah's, Noah's rules. You cannot follow all of Jesus's rules. You can't follow all that. So they keep you in a consistent state of sin. Yes. Okay. And you have Thank to you. pray to be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to just blindly follow Jesus. It's yeah. a way to control okay. people. Yep. It yeah. is. And it works. And it fucking works. It, it's oh, worked for that's thousands why it of years. Does. Like, yeah, yeah, like clockwork. That's why it does. But most people do not know how to read this stuff. And it just makes more sense. And it's a lot easier to figure it out once you realize what it really is. So I've got another spoon off question for you before we get further down. Um, I'm a big numbers guy. Like I believe in numbers. I believe, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's a, a, even though it looks chaotic, there's a reason a certain number represents something. When you were laying a lot of that down, um, I did recognize Mm -hmm. that the 21st is one of those numbers that come up often, whether it's spring or winter, or do you have any theory or thoughts behind that? Like why that is, or that is that just kind of the lay of the land type thing? It's, it's, it's how it was created for us. It's how it was created for us. Okay. Um, the Zodiac is a perfect calendar for us. The 21st is so March and September 21st are the equinoxes and December 21st and June 21st are the solstices. You form you, you, you on the Zodiac wheel, you connect those. It forms the cross, the cross of God's son that the sun lives and dies on. Right. Yeah. It's a pattern already set there already written. Yeah. It's a pattern. It's already pre-written. Yeah. So March 21st, it crosses over the, the, the equinox. June 21st, it hits its peak and then it stays there for three days. Then the equinox again, it's sentenced to death. Then it has to be betrayed. Then it has to be killed. But then it has to resurrect hmm. because that's what it is. That's why all of these things come from. That's why all of these stories are, are basically one and the same. They're just different variations of it. That's insane. That's insane. That's so cool. That is so cool. Uh Okay, I'll quit interrupting you with my questions. If you have more things to go down, I'm, I did, I was curious about those couple things because I, you know, I mean, I you know, the Bible and you know I've read the Bible, but I I don't know, you know, we all have some religious background. I, we're not Christians necessarily, but it is fascinating when you really boil everything down and and look at mm-hmm. it. How you you definitely you're, took the question out of my mouth. I was like, well, yeah. what do staunch Christians think about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll get to that because we do get to that. But are you familiar with? Uh, have you heard of the passage where Jesus leads his disciples to the Mount of Olives? Yes. Uh, not me. I, I don't honestly know too much about the Bible. Really, that's fine. Yeah. So Jesus led his disciples to the Mount of Olives after his last Passover, so that he could teach them a few things, basically pray, and then wait for Judas to betray him. 
while walking to the Mount, while walking to the Mount of Olives, he gave the parable of the true vine. Now, Passover takes place in Aries. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right after he walks to the Mount of Olives, olives are in Libra. Those are opposing signs in astrology. You have your opposing sign. So this is how this works. Now, they went from Aries to Libra. Now you're in Libra. They are waiting for Judas to betray him, which happens in Scorpio, the betrayer, which is the sign right after Libra. And then while he was in Libra, he gave the parable of the true vine, or you're talking about the grapes, and you're talking about Libra. So you see how that works? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So if I go to Revelation 4, 7, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. So the first living creature was like a lion. That's Leo. The second was like an ox. That's Taurus. The third had a face like a man. That's Aquarius. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now in astrology, the Scorpio, Scorpion is the belly crawling creature. Okay. Mm -hmm. It crawls on its belly. It's the lowest form of life on earth. That's why God cursed the snake to crawl on its belly because it's the lowest form of life on earth. Now, in astrology, the scorpion's evolved form is the eagle, and the eagle's form is the phoenix. Evolved form is the phoenix. And what is the phoenix? The phoenix is nothing if not the same thing as Jesus is. It's on it's fire resurrected. because Jesus is the sun. Yeah. You know, it dies in its own ashes, and then it's reborn. Hmm. It's the same story. So the eagle becomes Scorpio. So Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio are the four fixed signs of the Zodiac. Now, you remember that cross of the solstices in the equinox I was just telling you about? Yeah, yeah. the 21st May these, yeah. yeah. These four signs make a perfect X through the cross. Okay, oh. so it wasn't this, these, these signs weren't, these animals weren't picked by accident. It forms astrological things. Have you heard of the uh, the woman clothed with the? I'm sorry, not the woman clothed with the sun. The uh, the woman and the dragon in Revelation. No, I have not. On my side, okay. Yeah, a great no. sign. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven: an enormous red dragon with seven heads. 10 horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. Now remember, these are all metaphors. Mm -hmm. Okay. A woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. It's the sun being in the sign of Virgo. Now there are 12 signs and they're 24 hours a day. Okay. So the sun spends two hours in each sign every day. Makes sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So they're talking about the sun being clothed in Virgo, which is around three, 4 PM. Okay, so it's middle of the day. If the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. Okay, because if the sun is up, oh. then the moon will be down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If the moon is up, the sun will be down. Mm -hmm. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. Have you heard of the constellation Draco? Yeah. 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 That's, that's the dragon. And its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four-twelfths of the sign or one-third of the stars out of the sky. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> okay. Wow. Huh. Huh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, so, uh, did, yeah, were, 
did were you did you figure this out or like all, all, yeah where did this come from because i mean it makes um, perfect sense to me but like right, just, right right i don't know how i've never heard heard this like because it's a hidden science um the the, the decoding of the passages is me mm-hmm. i didn't okay. invent astrotheology i'm yeah. just tweaking it a little bit oh mm-hmm. gotcha okay okay how long so how long have you been how long did it take it to kind of run this down and have a baseline of where you're at now i started studying this in 2013 um it took me about two years to write my first book and then three years to get it off and then i wrote the other five books in about a four year and three year time period two year two two or three year time period Yeah. So, so yeah. So you wrote, you had everything down as, you know, your first book and what it is. And then the other one, I mean, everything else is just going to flow, I would think. Right. Which yeah. is what it sounds like. Yeah. It was just, it was just the blessing of riches. It was just too much information that right, I had right. to make six books out of it. Man, that's <laughs> absolutely amazing. And you know, so let's talk about your book real quick, just to get, not to sidetrack it. Do you have anything else to number one, the decoding? I, I now I want to finish your book because I did see, I haven't got to the point with the pyramids and the coding and everything else you have. Well, that's book two. Oh, is that book two? Okay. Cause I yeah. noticed that in, um, beneath the veil, I noticed some pyramid markings and the Sphinx and some of the other things in there. So oh, that, those were just, those are, that was just kind of like a tease. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It, okay. it does present information that goes along with the storyline or teaches you some information for sure. Okay. But the second book is about the missing calf stones on the pyramid. Oh, gotcha. So here's a question. What you just rolled down for us and you laid everything out, is this in this entire book series? Like, are you complete? Are you done? And more. And more. Okay. Wow. And more. I'm just giving you guys a taste of this. Yeah. (laughs) Scratching the surface. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, barely. Like, I'm not even, like, not even maybe. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. And it really does make sense. Mike. And I've always said it to a certain point, you know, when you read the Bible or other scriptures too, they're out there, but the Bible is a very good example of people take it so literally. And, and I never yeah. understood that because you, I just don't think you can. Because that's what you're, that's what you're taught. Right. Or right. because sometimes life gets really, really hard and it would just be great if there was a set of laws to follow. Mm-hmm celestial laws and, and and it would tell you it's to reaffirm that you're a good person you know it's hard to live life without knowing that yeah you know but sure. but it, at the end of the day it doesn't change the truth of the matter yeah let me give you guys a longer passage to show you that this isn't just like a one-off thing okay so are you familiar with the book of job yes. a little bit yes can one of you guys explain to your uh listeners basically who he was and and what his deal was and and his story yeah he was a pretty righteous dude that uh god and the devil made a bet on basically like the bet was the devil could corrupt him if he made his life miserable and god was like uh i bet you can't because this dude's so devout and then they commenced to make his life miserable that's exactly what happened okay now at one point, Job breaks down and cries out to God, and God responds to him. So what I'm going to read you is God's response. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. please. All right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decode this for you in real time, too. Okay? First, when God responds, he says, can you lead forth the Maseroth? Now, right off the bat, 
the Maseroth is the Zodiac. That's what the Maseroth means. It's an ancient Hebrew word. Over time, it becomes Mazalot, which survives today in Judaism, Mazel Tov. That's where that word comes from. Okay. And Mazel Tov means good fortune from the stars, as it's all written in the stars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how old Mazel Tov is. Imagine mm-hmm. how old Mazalot is. You got to understand, too, is that the book of Job was the first book written in the Bible. It predates everything. It predates Genesis. It predates everything. Oh, the book of Job does? Oh, okay. I, that I didn't know. Okay. Huh. The book of Job is actually the oldest book in the Bible. And it's like, it's not, not even particularly close either. Um, fuck me if I remember when it was written, but it, it's, it's the <laughs> oldest one. So the Lord's challenge to Job. Okay. He says, and the first two are obviously star references. He says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are obvious, right? Right. Okay. All right. Here here we go. Here's where you start to have to understand the stars and everything. Because God's entire thing to Job is just about the stars. He says, can you loosen Orion's belt? Can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? Okay, so the constellations are the zodiac above, Mm -hmm. and the bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the Great Bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. You've heard of them, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Then God says, who can tip over the water jars of heavens? Well, that's Aquarius. It's the man with the water pitcher. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? That's Leo. Who provides food for the raven? That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch where the doe bears her fawn? That's Mariga, which means deer and is located in Orion. Then he says, who let the wild donkey go free? That's Acellus Borealis, which means donkey and is located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Achille or Al-Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. Remember when I mentioned the spear before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when they're talking about the bow and the arrow, they, they reference the spear, as you can clearly just see. There's two mentions in the Bible of a spear. Well, there's more than that. But the two major references or the two major murders in the Bible. And the first is Jesus where he's hanging there and they hit him with the spear of destiny. Okay. Okay. And then the, okay. the other one would be Cain and Abel. The other important oh, murder would yeah. be Cain and Abel. The first murder the brothers, yeah. where you have, you have um, Abel, uh, Cain who smashes a rock over Abel's head, killing him. And then he buries him. Mm-hmm. Well, Cain in Hebrew means spear. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Hmm. So then he says, does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally, he says, can you pull in Levethian with a fish hook? And Levethian was the fish god, and that's Pisces. So that's his entire, his entire challenge back. It's all start. That's all, that's all this is. Right, right. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah, mind-boggling, actually. So I have a question for you. So you're taking everything from the Bible. Um, obviously, you know, the Bible – and again, you know, we're not – I've read it, but I, I'm not 
I'm not a I'm not a Christian scholar. I don't think any of us on this podcast are, except for you. Um, you know, because you've read it back and forth and, and whatever have you. But when you look at the books that were added, um, and you compare that with the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, when they talk that these were books that where where do you stand with the Dead Sea Scrolls at all? In in all of well, this? for example, I've also done the same thing with the Book of Enoch, the Book of Thomas, oh, you the have? Book of oh, Raziel. Okay. okay, yeah, and it's all the same stuff. I've even done this mm. with the Enuma Elish. Mm. Any ancient. Any ancient creation story, right. this is the story. I'll be it's damned. the metaphors. It's the 12 Zodiac. It's everything. That's all it is. I could do a whole episode just on the Book of Enoch or, or, or the Enuma Elish. You know, yeah. I could take an hour out of that. Yeah, that's any, crazy. Any, any Gnostic text, the Gospel of Mary, the Gospel of Judas, any of them follow the same pattern. Hmm. They're all encoded. And if you understand the stars and the constellations, you can read it differently. Yeah. Wow. Well, which brings but, yeah. me, to, which brings me to my major point. Okay. Um, hold on a sec. I have to pull it up real quick. No, you're sec. fine. You're totally you're fine. Anyway, so that's what I write about, guys. That's that's absolutely <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. Um, did you did you? Are you? Uh, do you have a religious background? Like, did you grow up in a religious? I family? grew up. I grew up. Uh, Religion was forced on me growing up. Mm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I just, I never took to it. Yeah. You know? And then when I started discovering this stuff, it just blew me away. Yeah. I mean, it it is pretty mind blowing actually. Um, What led you to kind of connect these dots? I studied the greats i studied like santos and i studied jordan maxwell and i just i studied it until i was comfortable enough that i understand the zodiac and i was able to tiptoe around it and understand what each sign means mm-hmm. and how in the bible when they're talking about a sign when they're ta- when they give you a parable about the bread the next parable they'll give you is something about the wine which is the mm-hmm. next sign mm-hmm. or if they're talking about the bread okay one of the things in the bible says um something about sheep and can you pull the grapes from the thorn bushes? Okay. The sheep is just Aries. Okay. And the thorn bushes are, that's Libra with the, with the wine. Right. Okay. Those are opposing signs. So when you realize they're either talking about their opposing sign, when, when I see a, when I, when I read the Bible and I see a sign, okay, I immediately look for, for either it's opposing sign information that I've given you or it's neighboring sign because that's usually how it works. It follows a pattern, right? Not only does it talk about the sky, like it'll never talk about Gemini. It'll, there'll never be a passage about the twins, and then a passage about the lion Leo because they're not next to each other. They don't correlate. That's not how yeah, this works. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not in the. So, pattern. yeah. Huh. Would you guys agree after hearing this that there is definitely encoded astrology? I mean, it makes sense to I mean, me it, yeah. I, i've always thought you know i'm not i'm not religious by any stretch of the imagination but uh i've always thought um that the bible i'm like people take it way too literally there's definitely mm-hmm. metaphors but mm-hmm. i've never like dived into it Dissected. the way you have right. and then you know laying it out like that i mean it it, it just makes perfect sense for sure for sure. Well, so here's a million dollar question for you, Micah. When you so take the Bible away from it for a sec, you look mm-hmm. at astrology nowadays in present terms. What's your viewpoints on it? 
of how most people approach it? Um, well, astrology has been kind of, uh, it's been watered down (laughs) where you're just talking about, you're talking about teenage girls that just care about their star sign and they think they know what they're looking for when it goes much deeper than that. I don't really do that kind of astrology, like tarot reading. I have a great astrologer Mm -hmm. that does this stuff Mm -hmm. that I actually go to every time I have a, uh, a life changing event and I have my stuff read. Um, but it's basically, it's been perverted and watered down. And I'm going to tell you here where it is. Are you familiar with the catechisms of the Catholic church? Uh, I know like what the idea of it is. I don't know what they specifically are though. So I'm going to read you two, one, one, six. Okay. Now you guys agree that there is astrology in the Bible and it's encoded. Yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, I, you know, yeah, shit. So two, one, one, six, all forms of divination are to be rejected recourse to Satan or demons conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums, all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. Okay, so they're flat out telling you right there, astrology is evil. Don't look into it. Don't pay attention to it. Yep, yep, yep. You know, that they're openly telling you that, and uh, it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just a dude from Long Island that, like, started decoding passages with this stuff. What are the chances you think that buried in the Vatican catacombs or even the higher ups there know what the oh real deal is? God, I could just fucking imagine. Hmm. I, I could just imagine. I mean, that's what always fascinated me. You know, whether you, you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, you believe in religion, you don't. All these things that are kept secret behind closed doors for thousands of years, and the Catholics are are, are number the number ones to blame. I mean, they were one of the maybe not one of the first, but damn, they, they've got to be sitting on some stuff. Well, yeah, yep. um, Diana Pasulka, the real American Cosmic, got access to the Vatican vaults, and those are like lock and key. Like it, you, they just don't let anybody walk down there. Like there's definite secrets down there for sure. Hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a good. Do you want to shift gears a little bit, Micah? Do you mind? We've got a couple other questions before before we let you go. And, and you know, I sure. mean, all, all that's absolutely fascinating. But um, there are some. So you're, you're, Michelle sent some write-ups and some things that you're involved in. Um, want to talk a little bit about the Kashik Records and your thoughts on that. Uh, and, and then I guess also Einstein and Casey, what they got from them. What what's your theory on that? So the do you guys know what the Akashic records are? Yeah, I have a vague idea. Yeah, so it's basically a, a book in the in the in the in not in our realm, but it can be accessed, and it contains every thought, feeling, action, conversation every, that like has ever universe. happened or ever right. will happen on right. Earth. Right. It's basically a book to the past and the future. Okay. Because outside of our dimension, time does not work this way. Time is not linear. Yeah. Okay. So if there is reincarnation, okay, this is a little mind blowing, but basically if there is reincarnation and, and say you die and you're reincarnated, there's, there is a chance that you could uh, reincarnate as a little girl born in the year 400 BC. 
that's how it would work. That's how time works outside of our dimension. Right. Because it's not linear, right? Once you step out of this, it, right. it's something totally different. Yeah. I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> so your, your, your past life could technically be in our linear future also. Right. Because because future and past is linear only because time is in our dimension. Time does not exist outside our dimension. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I would, uh, yeah, I would be bummed if I was born in a uh, 400 BC. I like yeah, my. Well, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe you won't be. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know any better. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, but well, well, you hear these like these kids that are, you know, they know shit reincarnated that you know, like a past life or oh, that was me. I was a soldier in World War Two, and you know, you hear yeah, and then things, they have they have know. full recognition of everything, and they yeah. can tell you, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why. Yeah. I, I, stuff fascinates me. It just fascinates me. Anybody who wants to poo-poo that and say that that's not a thing, I, I dare you to find me another plausibility because I, I mean, I, you can't, I can't really see that kind of changed my whole mindset on just for so long. I was just like, yeah, you're dead. You die. That's it. Whatever. But I mean, you really can't argue with some three-year-old talking about stuff that he has no idea shouldn't know yeah. about, you know, he shouldn't know what a, some type of world war two plane, some Island off the coast of Japan, like that shouldn't right. be knowledge to a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you um, can't grab him. I mean, what where are his do? parents, ha- yeah. where also his parents are in Oklahoma, they haven't taught taught him any of this. Like there's gotta be some connection. I, I, I mean, there. really like, that, think that's about not it. just, that's just not happenstance. No. No, I right. think, what are you going to do? Go to your room. I mean, what, really? How do you? How are yeah. you going to approach that as a parent? You know, that's exactly. So, but I mean, there's something to that. Like that's that's not just that's not random. I don't think. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. You you had a near death experience, right? I have not. Oh, you have not. Okay, uh, and I apologize. There, there's a. One of the notes that Michelle has on there is your connection. Well, maybe it's a theory you have between near death and the DMT and DMT. Yeah. So basically, you guys are familiar with what DMT is, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. It's dimethyltryptamine for anyone who doesn't know what it is. And what it is, is it's secreted by your pineal gland, uh, which is in your brain. You ever see the eye of Horus? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what it basically depicts. If you take a sagittal cut of the human brain and you open it up facing outwards, the middle of it, you'll see the pineal gland, and then you'll see the eyebrow ridge, like they have in the eyebrow in the eye of in the eye in the eye of Horus. Hmm. Uh, that's the corpus callosum in the brain. No shit. So they knew this. That's why Quetzalcoatl uh, had uh, the pine cone. That's why the Vatican has the church has the uh, the court the the court of the pine cone, hmm. which is basically two giant pine cones surrounded by phoenixes. Go figure. Oh Jesus! Okay, so all just metaphors. <laughs> yeah. And um, DMT is secreted in your body twice. Once is when you're in REM sleep; mm-hmm. it helps you dream. And the other is is your body shutting down when you die. Your bo- your brain floods your body with it. Yeah, which prepares you for another existence or another portal or something. Now, when you smoke DMT externally, um, or you take it in a drip or something to that effect, um it brings you to a different dimension is what it does. It opens it up. That's why so many people have the same thing. They see the little gnomes or you hear all these common stories that people have, mm-hmm. you know, how many people are going to trip or how many people have the same exact dream, let yeah, alone how many people. Yeah. Yeah. 
I always thought that was strange that everybody's having the same trip. Like, how is that even right? Right? How's that possible? How's that possible? Because you're going, to, you're going to a different dimension. Mm-hmm. That's what it opens your brain up to. That's your your brain is a receiver. You got to understand, we can only see x amount of visible light spectrum and hear mm-hmm. x amount of audio spectrum but yeah. a dog can hear a dog whistle you know the, yeah. reality isn't reality just because of our limitations absolutely you know yeah. if you could use 100 percent of your brain and you had the full wave of spectrum i don't even know if you'd be able to see in front of your face there'd be so much shit going on mm-hmm. yeah like uh imagine. the human being's physical perception of reality is tiny yeah yep and it's meant to keep that way but there are ways that you can expand it like through meditation or working your third eye and de- decalcifying your pineal gland, things of that nature. Right, right. Yeah, that shit's fascinating. I, I, I just blow blows me away completely. You know, with what that looks like. Um, I've got one more question on my side, and then I don't know, John, Josh, if you have anything. Uh, so in in the write ups, you were talking about, um, or there's a question about the idea, and I guess the purpose of the pyramids. I, I'm I'm fascinated by just Egyptian mythology and everything else. Of course, that's something with astrology to a certain point. What's your thoughts on, on the pyramids in general? So the pyramids are energy devices. Okay. Before you think, oh, they're just limestone. They're just energy devices. Four months ago, there was a story that came out that they had a farmer who built a pyramid on his land. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that the stuff that was in the pyramid grew four times as fast as the stuff outside the pyramid. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, so these are energy devices. And my second book tackles the idea of where the capstones went because the capstones were the key to harnessing, you know, the energy device, whether they're communication devices or whether they're free energy beacons, Wi-Fi towers, whatever they might be. Right, right. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and the Egyptians weren't the only ones that had the ideas of the pyramids. I mean, they've been around the world in different shapes or forms, you know? I remember hearing a similar theory that uh, like Mayan civilization used pyramids to uh, basically help grow food. Yeah. They, uh, like a lot in a pretty similar way to you describing the farmer that built the pyramid on his, uh, right. His field. You know, it's interesting that it, since you brought up the mines, you know, what's interesting about them. You remember in 2012, December 21st, how it was supposed to be the end of the world. The it was world, the end yeah. of the mine calendar. Yeah. The world was right. going to end. Yeah. Yeah. They made a movie about it, this and that. It wasn't the end of the world. It was the end of their calendar ran out. It was the end yeah. of Pisces. That was when Aquarius started. Yeah, it's the age of Aquarius mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah. What exactly? What exactly does that mean? Because I've heard, if you, uh, you know, if like you go I've, out, I've heard that before. Now it's the age of Aquarius and everything. Like, yeah. yeah. If if you go out, I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure that if you go out to the equator and you look at where the sun is rising. The constellation behind it is the sign that we're in. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, so it's that simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that easy. Okay, <laughs> everything's so goddamn easy. We just know, worked just, paid attention. I was expecting time. such complicated things. And it's like now it's just that. Oh my god, crazy shit, huh? No, I just Weird. phenomenal. It's Occam's razor. It's Occam's razor, guys. The yeah, simplest, the simplest explanation. explanation. Yeah. yeah, and we say that all the time on the pod. You know, we have different people on that have these ideas, and you know, we have our ideas. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, you you don't have to look through all the fucking folds. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. right there in your face. Yeah, yeah, Occam's razor. I mean, that's that's usually what it always is. Yeah. 
I would like to hear about examples of crystal technology and how it's connected to Atlantis. Like when I uh, read that in the notes we got from Michelle, I was like really, really intrigued. And also immediately the Disney cartoon with Michael J. Fox about Atlantis <laughs> popped in my head. But um, I also like, I, I find the idea of, of crystal powered technology like fascinating. And I wanted to right. hear what your, your take on that was. Well, that's where we're headed. Um, a few years ago or 10 years ago or so, they found a way to embed a movie in a crystal. Really? And they found a way to embed it and extract it and play it. Now you have to understand crystals are neither solid nor liquids. They vibrate at a high frequency. That's why they appear solid. That's why they have properties of being solid. Right. Okay. But that's why they're so special. You can bring them outside and, and, and depending on the crystal, you charge it in the sun and it recharges it. There are things you can do. Um, Atlantis, Edgar Casey, the, uh, sleeping prophet mm-hmm. was, uh, he did a reading about Atlantis. Uh, we put himself under and talked about it. And he says that they disappeared into the earth. I mean, into the water, like Plato said, because they overcharged the crystals and it caused a massive power explosion. Ca- cataclysm. Mm-hmm. And they went down. Yeah. A cataclysm. Yeah. 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 I mean, they sh- they try and show you this with Superman in the Cave of Crystals. That was in the seventies. Yeah, 70s. yeah. Uh, I was going to bring that up too. Like, uh, I always I liked the way they portrayed how they used crystal technology on Krypton, and then when he like came around and and built the Fortress of Solitude by chucking a crystal in the ice. I, I thought that was super interesting too. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, granted, it's artistic license too, but that's right. that's where well, that comes yeah. from, yeah. you know. And crystals are going to be crystals are going to be the future of computers they're going to be they're going to be the storage so i was going to ask you you know we look at all this technology that we have and you know computers and this and they're finding this and they're looking at quantum physics and all this stuff do you think it really is just going to be we're going to revert back to something that you know like the crystal theory or the technology that is that easy that that we we were just for some reason we're missing it we we had it thousands of years ago for whatever reason. Atlantis is a good example. Well, because what happens is we go through cyclical periods where there's cataclysmic events that wipes everything down. Usually they happen every 12,000 years. Right. So we build up and then we get knocked down and then we build it up again Hmm. and then we get knocked down and then we build it up again. You know, we're in the process of rebuilding right now. Yeah. But there are people out there that want to stop the progress. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean by that? I mean, like keeping people down with religion and stuff. For oh, example. okay. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, that's not the way to, that's not going to save you. That has nothing to do with it. You're missing out the true knowledge, the true wisdom of it. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, really, personally, this is, I mean, if you want religion, whatever, that's fine. But religion is just a controlling tool. It's a way to control a mass of people is what I think. Uh, always has been from yep. day one. You yeah. Know, it, it's yep. never changed. There's you know? no other reason. I mean, Man. I get, you know, some people need it, you know, whatever, but and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but. Well, there, no, there is something wrong with it's it. It's mass control and that's, yeah. that's long and short. I mean, I mean, if you want to be the one to follow that, that's fine. There is something wrong with it, but I mean, again, you know. What it does is know. it preys on your biggest insecurities. Yep. It's like a fear monster. It preys on your biggest insecurities. And yeah. then what it does is it offers you a solution. Exactly. It's the Hegelian I mean, dialogue. It's the Hegelian dialogue. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean. They create the problem and they offer you a solution. 
Well, you know, when I was 20, 15, death didn't scare me. I was like, oh, yeah, we all die. It's not that scary, you know. But now I'm, you know, mid-30s, 36, and I'm like, damn, death is kind of scary to me now, you know. like Thinking I, about retirement. You know, like I'm not, I'm not like, terrified of it. I know it's natural, and I know it happens. But, like, you know, the thought of dying is a little scarier. Right. And um, and they pray. Yeah, you're exactly right. They prey on that weakness, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. But uh man, man thankfully I don't you. need that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um damn, I well number one, you know, you god, I, we'd love to have you back on again um to kind of deep dive mm-hmm. into some of this other stuff. Um I just want to number one thank you. I mean, it's amazing. I I now that I heard you kind of lay it out, I think I heard bits and pieces um with Sam Tripoli a little bit so, and you're talking about this. Mm-hmm. It fascinated me then. I think I remember right, I saved that episode, but I it's just so it it's it's kind of in your face simple. And now that I don't know, it gives you a different way to to look at things and then go to somebody else and go, "Hey, did you know?" You know, now whether they're going to mm-hmm. listen or not, you know, is another, you know, it's another thing right. altogether. But uh, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Is there anything else that you have on your side? Anything you want to promote? Anything we can help you with on your side? Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you guys want to find me, I'm on Twitter or Facebook at Micah Dank. You could friend me, follow me. I reach out to everybody that does. I'm at I'm at a point where it's starting to get a little difficult to keep up with everybody. <laughs> right, right. But right. I I still reach out to every single person. You know, have a short conversation. What do you think of the podcast? Hear what they say. Have a little conversation. You know, I also sell autographed copies of my books. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. Direct in okay. case. Cause I mean, in the, in the podcast community that we're all in, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm basically, you know, I'm just hoard around from one show to another, you know, <laughs> but, but basically this, this podcast community that I, I've, I found myself in, um, not a lot of people like supporting Amazon, believe it or not. Go so, um, I sell my signed copies, you know, I do. I must have sold 500 sets in the last three months or two months. Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And, and you're, I, uh, you're worth more yeah. than that. Don't say you're whoring yourself out. You're worth way more than that. <laughs> at least by, well, I'm also, I'm also being very serious. Like I'm an absolute goofball. Right. You know, I oh, just, yeah, we, with a limited <laughs> amount of time, I just want to blow somebody's mind basically. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, well, everybody yeah. always tells me it. It is simple. It's 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 yeah. Occam's razor. It really is. Yeah. That's crazy. You could decode the whole book, okay, and all the text, all the text they'll ever find. They'll find a new gospel buried in a mason jar, or, or in a pot, uh, in, in a clay pot, in like five hundred years. Yeah. it'll be the same yeah, yeah. thing because it's the only story. It's well, the sun going through the twelve signs and what it does to it. Well, I'll tell you what, you've got me in. Number one, I'm going to finish reading this book. I'm going to order the other ones soon because it is fascinating, especially now that I know how you're decoding it, how you're laying it out. Um, right. It makes sense completely. And, you know, and I, and again, I've read every scripture out there and I just decided that your religion isn't for me. But that doesn't mean that you can't read these and take them at a different standstill. So it's definitely how you talk about it. Um, Look, like I said, know, like I God. said, you can read the Bible literally. Or you right. can read it as an encoded book. Mm-hmm. I've encoded my book, but you could ignore all that and just read them as fun thrillers. That's why I write fiction. Yep. Yep. I get it now. I get it. No, that's amazing. That absolutely is amazing. Um, John, Josh, you got anything else on your side? I mean, I'm kind of blown away. So No, yeah, man. I just, mean, I mean we could have you back for sure. Yeah, we could turn this into a five-hour podcast. <laughs> we really yeah, could. No, 
Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely would love to have you back. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. No, I appreciate it, guys. And if you want to get the books, you can get them through me, too, if you're if you're up for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would love yeah. to. I think yeah. I'm going to hit you up on Twitter a little bit later. Yeah, yeah he's uh, yeah, do that. he follows us, I think. Uh, I think you followed Strange Uncles, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So we're on there. So yeah, definitely. No, um, fantastic. Everybody. So just to recap, um, again, Micah Danks, uh, his book series into the rabbit hole. Uh, there's what you said, four of them out now, correct? Four of them out right now. Five is coming out June 15th. And then the final one is coming out September 15th. However, I don't know if I'm done writing this series yet. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you are. I mean, I'm not a bet man, but I think there's a lot more for you to unfold for sure. So, right. Yeah. No, too cool, man. We're going to let you go. Know your time limit. You're ahead of time over there in Long Island for sure. Um, Man, fuck, thank you for blowing our minds. Much appreciated. Uh, great to have you on the show. Yeah, no definitely problem. Try and, get, try and get some sleep tonight with what I told you. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> yeah, there's a lot right. to like yeah, yeah. go over now in my own head, like thinking about everything. So yeah, right. Um, if, if I can't get any sleep tonight, uh, you're to blame. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, you, can you, you can yell at me. You can yell at me. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Too cool. Micah, awesome. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon. All right. See you, man. Cheers. See ya. Kind of amazing. I mean, I... I so I've heard him before from somewhere and I couldn't quite get my finger on it. And then I realized what it was, you know, and, and I guess whether you're Christian or not really doesn't matter. Just idea. Now the Bible looks to me after Micah is like this weird, um, esoteric scripture of some sort that I'm going to have a whole new interest in. I feel. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, when we were talking to him, I mean, I always thought that it was more metaphorical, for sure. Um, yeah. It, it makes sense that, I mean, you know, back in the day, these people didn't have anything. So when the when the sun goes down, I mean, they just have, I, I can't imagine, you know, zero light pollution. Mm-hmm. They have the stars to look at mm-hmm. and guide them. And it makes complete sense that they would base stories off of the stars. Um, because, you know, what else, you're trying to be entertained. I'm sure humans you know, thousands of years ago, wanted to be entertained. You have the stars to entertain you. You're going to make up stories around those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things about the human condition that I think has changed very little is like, we want to fuck, we want to eat, we want to get, we want to be entertained and we want to get fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah those things really have a human condition, basically. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. and I almost asked him to, and it really doesn't matter. It's kind of a side point, really, of like, you know, you look at the, so I've studied the history of astrology and the stars, and of course, you know, it's a lot more than 4,000 years old type thing, but I guess it really doesn't matter how old it is because they chose to use those as parables to write the story, you know, in their mm-hmm. own little way. Um, yeah, just fucking, fa- just fascinating, fascinating. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that, that point of like 1984 and everything, that's one of my favorite books. I mean, I have a tattoo of it and everything mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like it's a fictional book, but like grounded in so much reality that it's disgusting, you know? Oh yeah. 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 It's a, it's a fictionalization of exactly where 
letting the government get away with too much will get you. You know what I mean? Especially if you start buying into the things that, uh, and especially when he wrote that, like right around, was it, uh, 48, I think. Wasn't it right after World War Two? Something like that. Was, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was in that for a time frame. I yeah. Think. So yeah. right as like the military industrial complex is becoming a thing, you know, like yeah, yeah. it's uh, that dude's Orwell's fucking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, uh, his, I've always been a fan of his. You know, it, it, yeah. it's insane. But I mean, yeah, you you place so much truth in a fictional story. Mm-hmm. And well, you can read it as a fictional story. Um just like Micah was saying. Yeah. Just for sheer entertainment. Yeah. Or you can read between the lines and kind of think about it a little more and you get an entirely different story kind of. Well, and I think that's what was really cool about these books. And, and again, when I'm done with, if you guys, when you guys want to borrow it by all means, I mean, I, and I guess it, it, because you know, in our line, and I said it in the beginning, in our, in our field and what we do, a lot of the guests we have on, you know, they're writing nonfiction books and their eyes are writing their experiences or their theories or their calculations, whatever that may be. So when I picked up his and it's an actual, it's a story and it's characters mm-hmm. and you got this and got this, I was kind of like, well, this is a different way to look at it. But honestly, it's not. I think we just have lost that in this last couple decades of how you write about this stuff. And and so that's why I think it's really cool how we went back to that and went, look, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to put characters in here, but I'm going to explain these hidden codes in between the lines, like you said, John. And 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 that's phenomenal, you know, in my eyes. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant, really. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. Occam's Razor, like everything in my life, it's always Occam's Razor. That's, that's kind of why I've, I'm such a believing skeptic as well. I'm like, well mm-hmm. – Sure, it could be some creepy ghost that died on your land. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know where I'm going with that analogy, but like, just Occam's Razor. It's the simplest yeah. explanation. Simplest explanation, yeah. right in front of, front of your face. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it could be a ghost in your house, or it could be that you have super old wiring and uh, you're living in a fear cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, way yeah. better than what I was going to say. Yeah, which is my Spokane house. So, because that's exactly what that place is. But, you know. Got to get rid of that knob and tube, dog. I know. Well, it's still up there. So is the galvanized piping. It's old, you know, 1923. What are you going to do? You know, house treats us good. But, um, yeah, just absolutely fascinating. So, I, you know, and, and we just touched the tip of the iceberg. There were other things that I wanted to ask him. You know, he had thoughts on, uh, let's see, what was the notes? Acoustic levitation. Thoughts on... CIA and mind control thoughts like it, it, the list goes on. So I, I, you know, yeah. Micah, if you listen to this, yes, absolutely. We will have you back on because it's, I feel like we just kind of scratched that chalkboard a little bit. There's so much more to look at. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. lying when I said like, uh, we could go for another four or five hours because yeah, easily, insane. easily. Yeah. And I feel so like such like a child, almost like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Huh? Oh. I will say every now and again, uh, when we huh. have guests that go, so what do you guys think? Or, well, what do you think about? And we're like, uh, now we have to answer a question every now and again. I don't yeah, know I was like, um, <laughs> but, I know a little tiny bit about a lot of the things you're talking about, but not enough that like I can keep up. Uh, you did good, though. Here, yeah, so, you did good on that one, though. Yeah. You took the Job story and other things. I thought that was all all awesome. So uh, when yeah. he was talking about the astrology stuff, I was like, "I'm a Gemini. That's all I know." Right. I draw the line yeah. right there in the sand, sir. I don't go any further past that. So. Well, and it, I mean, it should go deeper because I mean, it should. We yeah. 
like I feel like we forget that I was watching a nature show the other day and I'm like, man, we are straight up animals. Mm-hmm. But agreed. We live differently. You know, like I was watching this thing on chimps and chimps like if the lady chimp eats before the dominant male, like they go fuck her up and like she runs away and like all this crazy shit. And uh I was like, man, how is that so different from us? Yeah, um chimpanzees are actually once they get into adulthood real fucking violent and human like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like and they like, fight I was other just, troops or whatever you call a group of tr- chimpanzees, they mm-hmm. fight each other over territory. Like they're very human like. Yeah, and well and I just I was watching this show, this National Geographic show, and I'm like, we one hundred percent evolved from those things because that's us like w- v- way more nuanced and everything, you know, but yeah, I think yeah, I, um, I, yeah, when you, when you talk about that, yeah, I mean, there's something to do, you know, we are animals, but on, on the side point of that, I think we fucking forget. We're so good at erasing our history and mm-hmm. we make these, you know, these leaps and bounds at technology or how we live or our society and these other things go away. You know, like we touch bases on a little bit on crystal technology and the str- and the signs in the sky. You know, people don't pay to, and now it's you know, like astrology. Well, you know, like Micah said, it's, well, it's like yeah, a that's that's thing. the point I was getting at. Yeah. It's like we're all and this sounds hippy dippy, but we are all one within this universe and the right. stars. Right. And like it all affects it affects us and it, it, yep. it we're, is we're, us. Like we're part we, of the ecosystem. You know, yeah, we are part yeah. of the ecosystem. Yeah. I know we fight to, you know, we build a house and we build a car, like we fight the ecosystem, but we are a part of that. And you know, like we do correlate with the stars. A hundred percent. I've always believed that the stars, the earth, minerals, everything like that's all part of this ecosystem that I think we just, we forget about what that stuff does for us. We just think we're past. smarter. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're the fucking better ones. Right. Supposedly. So yeah, we think we're know. smarter. We yeah. think we've, you we know, think we're smarter because we think we're the only ones that like, communicate at a high level because we talk and understand each other and thinking that maybe animals communicate non-verbally and not just through body language would get you laughed out of any like scientific setting. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 Agreed. Absolutely. Well, and yeah. And, uh, Mike has said, and I couldn't agree more, you know, it, he didn't say the super spectrum, but it's John kills super spectrum. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much reality mm-hmm. going on around mm-hmm. us that we can't, we, we can't comprehend. Any, There's no way. We have zero yeah. fucking clue that it's happening. Like, I, I just, am, am and, I, but that doesn't change the fact that it's reality happening around us. We just right. are too stupid, and maybe not even too stupid. We just, we're, we're, no, it's know, ignorance. We, we're too we see sensory from, deprived. Yeah, mm-hmm. too sensory. Mm-hmm. We see from this to this. We hear from yeah. this to this, and I mean, we we perceive what we humanly possibly can. Yeah, like of all the animals that we know how they perceive like their senses and what wavelengths and of light and sounds they can hear and all that kind of stuff. We're the most limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, agreed. Yeah. And, and the thing is we put on, we put on our own blinders, you know, kind of like Clasdale's like, we're going to see what we want to see. And that's what we're going to see. I, I, am I the only one that just, I feel like I so much, I would give almost anything to have more grasp of the universe and more, foreseen of what we're part of you know i i just i just wish we could get back to that i guess and i say back because you know we got all this technology but 
I think we had a little bit more thousands of years ago, and I think we kind of forgot it. And so now we're yeah. here. You know, I've always yeah. been a big proponent of the theory that uh, ancient human beings were a lot more technologically advanced than we like to give them credit for, and or maybe even than we are today. And either they fucking split, or they, uh, or something catastrophic happened, yeah. and now we just don't know what their technology was. Like, Dude. if we if we stopped being a society today in a hundred years, most of our cities would be gone. Right. Like mm -hmm. yeah. probably even less than that, less than a human lifetime, they would be gone, you know, and all that would be left is plastic basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I always wonder about that. I always think about that, but you know, it's yeah. just amazing, amazing conversation for sure. I, I'm going to kind of think yeah. out of the box a little bit for a while uh, with what Micah said. And, I mean, he's uh, left us a lot to think about. Oh yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. I mean, none of us are really religious, but it's like, damn, you're really you kind of making the, the Bible the make sense, you know, at least, <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know about the whole thing, but like, I mean, how can you argue with like those passages that he read? Like, well, and, and in his well, defense too, it wasn't just the Bible, it was other scriptures. Like yeah. you really take anything back from the day. Mm -hmm. I think so. And, and I'm just as guilty of, of, of this as anyone is, you know, you take the Bible and because it is about Jesus and Christianity and this, I, I shove it over here because that's not my belief when in reality, you know, it's just another ancient scripture. Along yeah, with well, else. do you think like the people that wrote these books or these stories, they wrote them in a way that uh, Mike is kind of writing his books in a fictional way with like, uh, yeah, astrology was... things, and then other people kind of overtook those and then used them for their own purposes of controlling absolutely. Like, yes, I was people. just going to actually bring that up. Um, like, it makes sense that a uh, uh, not primitive, but um a society that maybe doesn't have the written word yet or where not where literacy isn't super widespread would uh, encode things that you need to know to survive in. I mean, that's the reason we have parables and metaphors and allegory like we do today anyway, mm -hmm. is because that's how you passed along information before we had like the written word. That's how you made sure that people would, be able to reference things they needed to know to survive right so yeah. yes if you tell the parable of the 12 signs or whatever that basically goes through this is what you do at this time of year and this is how you know it's that time of year then yeah it doesn't have to be written anywhere no one has to be the sacred keeper of the knowledge like they just you just know it because you all tell the stories right and that's how like actually every primitive uh civilization has functioned and then when you remember that every modern civilization came from a primitive civilization, yes, those are the roots of our civilization as like, uh, you know, European based culture. Uh, and also like a lot of those, especially the old Testament, that shit was written way before Jesus and way before. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to Anyone say. gave a shit. And yes, it probably was co-opted by uh, the priestly class and everything like that. Like I, I was talking to, somebody the other night and i i was talking about uh we were talking about how basically people gain control over other people and it is the way that that religion can be used that's definitely one of those ways mm -hmm. um the same thing with like just government in general right um but i think i've said this to you guys before too where like religion did tend to be the first form of government um because even yeah, before you had uh a king or a ruler, you know, you had uh, 
uh what do you call it like a priest or a or a um shaman or something right right so like even hunter gatherer societies where there might not have been like necessarily a political leader they still had a social leader yeah well and you know honestly and to go back in the beginning what you were saying you can even simplify it down to you know you had some kind of a story to warn your kids about that poisonous water hole that's a mile away from your village you know it's the same thing like that's just how we communicate and that's how we did things Mm. yeah it's like oh don't go down there little johnny went down there and this is what's gonna happen the big bad monster's gonna you know type thing it's exactly you bring up the big bad wolf that's the whole point of the brothers grim fairy tales was like they they were just going around documenting what the local folk tales were. They didn't make them up by any means, but they, they were all basically like stay out of those woods. Cause you'll get lost and die. And I need to make it scarier than that because you don't understand get lost and die. Right. Cause you're a fucking right. child. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you yeah. there's like a big, bad, scary monster that you're afraid of because for some reason that resonates with you, not you'll get lost and starved to death before I find you. Isn't that <laughs> you funny know? where we literally have to fucking make the worst case scenario in order to go, oh, that sounds bad. But <laughs> like in the case of, the, of like know? the big, bad wolf, yes, there were wolves in the forest also. Like you might not yeah. starve to death. You might get eaten. Right. Like, Either or. Basically, you know. stay where I can see you. <laughs> it's 60-40 at this point. So, God. <laughs> no, all cool. Uh, you you yes. know, again, Mike, thanks. Thank you so much for coming on. I thought that was amazing, you know, if he if he listens back to this. Um, do you guys have anything else as far as social? I will say if anybody has anything to wrap up with in regards to having him on, you know, by all means, please write us. You can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. You can call us with a story if you have anything or if you have questions, concerns, whatever with Micah. Uh, you can do the same thing at 801-252-69. Oh, yeah. 45. And you write us and let us know. Um, again, you know, I, I felt he was fantastic. I think that's cool. Uh, how are we looking on socials? Uh, Twitter, Strange Uncles. Um, on Instagram and Facebook. We're at strange uncles podcast. Uh, we have a very neglected YouTube channel, but you should still go check it out. Uh, give us a reason to add content there. And, um, I believe we are also on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash strange uncles. Uh, become a member. Um, I will say, I will say that one more final note is we are wrapping up season four. It's been fantastic, actually. I, I think we'll almost have 30 episodes under our belt on season four. And so we're going to take a quick two-week break afterwards, and we're going to go back in June. Uh, so we still have another guest. We still have news, and we still have some research we're going to do on our own. Um, and then we'll kind of finalize that. So you know, yeah. we're working through what that looks like a little bit. A lot of it, number one, is because we have, we'll have like 30 episodes underneath our belt for season four, but also I'm in the middle of a move. So that kind of accommodates me going from point A to point B. So Shane's leaving the land of Zion. I am leaving. I'm no longer behind the Zion curtain, evidently. So, you know, we're out and about. It's unfortunate for you. You're lost. The curtain. <laughs> I know. I know. God, guilt trip. Pack your bags. We're such Salt Lake dicks. <laughs> But with all that being said, you know, we love you guys. Um, hopefully you like what we do. Uh, let us know. Reach out. Uh, do you guys have anything else? Uh, no, I just hope you guys enjoyed that episode because I thoroughly enjoyed talking to Micah Danks. And uh, if Micah is listening, thank you so much. And, yeah, like I feel like we're repeating ourselves, but love to have you back on and fucking, yeah. 
Yeah. It was a super interesting conversation that I would love to continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was amazing. It was amazing. All right. Well, for those of you, close the gates.